Hello, I'm violinist and composer Hannah Woolmer. Welcome to season two of my podcast, The Rosin Diaries, where I'll be discussing everything violin, music and film related, plus anything else that pops into my brain. Hello, dear listener. Throughout lockdown um, and this pandemic, I've really had to change the way I work. Throughout my career, I've had to quickly learn new skills that were never taught to me um, in order to succeed as a freelancer in the arts world. Um, Networking was a recent skill I had to learn as a film composer. Um, Because prior to that, networking wasn't so important as a performer. It's my skills were performing stage presence and being able to write, you know, a good biography and a CD, CD, CV, <laughs> and to apply for festivals and and that show reels and that sort of thing. Um, but with the composing, the the jobs aren't advertised publicly, and it's much more of a networking thing. It's getting to know directors and stuff, and that's a completely a networking is a very specific skill and I probably and these skills I'm still learning but when you are let's say selling your wares online be that be that recorded music or online concerts suddenly you're not you've no longer got a festival promoting you're not whereas before you had gatekeepers almost and those gatekeepers you had to convince them to agree to your work (laughs) and it was their job to get an audience in and stuff now you are directly you're directly on the front line of sales and I don't know about you but not many of us did like a lot of time in call centers or or sales and marketing and so I did this thing and it was really and and the biggest thing is I think as an artist, it, it's shocking. You don't know how to do it because as an artist, you, to create art, there has to be a kind of purity about you. You're not creating stuff. You're not cynical. You're not thinking, oh, well, it seems almost cynical to look for target audiences and stuff. You know, that's a bit, first of all, like, oh, but that's a bit, that's, we just we create art so um we are probably the artists are probably the worst salesmen on earth so I did a thing in lockdown it was probably the best thing I ever did kill two birds with one stone you know me I like to get as much out of a situation as possible I decided to look on YouTube videos for marketing and sales online sales on how to and now I know a lot of language I'm going to use that language convert a sale (laughs) convert a lead to a sale and this sounds icky it's the unsaid thing 
so to actually people enjoy what you're doing but how to get them to actually even if it's they're only spending 5p how to get them to buy a ticket or how to get them to you yeah that they're all very encouraging of you and this is the number one unsaid thing from artists but the number one question how to get make how to make a living and especially at this moment in time how it's a it's the stuff that we we that side of the business eluded us and and we were quite happy for it to elude us we were quite happy to practice and create high quality artwork that people wanted to see but we didn't actually know how they got there to watch us <laughs> like that just eluded us and and with the online concerts it is very much we're at the forefront of we need to quickly find out how how to get people to yeah to engage with our art in a meaningful way that that's all code for selling tickets or selling um selling our product or service would be a tax way of saying it um and so I watched videos. I watched videos and videos, videos on YouTube. But being little of me and wanting to, you know, kill two birds with one stone, I also did exercise. So I bring my exercise bike in front of my TV, watch YouTube video after YouTube video of sales and marketing. And it's really good watching those videos because it makes it seem less dirty. It's what every business does, whether you own a soap shop. I say soap shop a lot because I love the soap shop. Um, you know my favourite one, Bath and Bliss, that I always bang on about on Instagram, my local soap shop. Um, whether you're a coffee shop, whether you're selling cupcakes from your kitchen, whether you're a painter and decorator or a plumber, whether you're creating artwork, we're all selling a product and service and if we can't sell then it's not a business. I learned that from a YouTube. I'm just quoting YouTube videos right now. <laughs> I learned a lot. And one of the biggest things, and it is the title of my podcast today, um, a guy, he's a he's a trained psychiatrist, but also like sort of business, he advises businesses and stuff. And there's lots of like interviews with these people and stuff. One of the biggest things that hit me, they said, and I made it the podcast title is artists need to drop their disdain for sales and marketing and it's like true there's such a disdain there's such a oh you know like there's that phrase and that all oh, they sold out it's like sold, sold out let me get this straight right you know, they, like if anyone does sort of quite well or they're not being you know they go a bit more sort of classical crossover a bit more mainstream in in class there's that phrase selling out so like, let me get this straight they trained for years in an art form they loved and then people and then they decided to make it their career you know the thing they're going to support their self on and then they made enough money to support themselves and that's selling out that's not that's that we have the wrong idea but there was such it was really true artists need now if you're an audience member of mine i hope this doesn't sound really cynical because it's not it's about it's really a podcast about we shouldn't be ashamed to earn money from our job. And there's nothing wrong with being an amateur and keeping it as a sideline and earning money from another job. 
you know, so I'm an accountant by the day, but I my life is music, and it doesn't make you any less of a musician. But if you have done your, if you've been training for a long time in a career, just like a lawyer or anything else, and then you continue to make it your job, there is a duty on you to make be the best at that job and be sell to to actually earn a living from that there is a duty in society to earn a living because you need to pay your taxes and you need to support yourself because you can't expect society to so to to remove the disdain from selling i would i would counter it with it is your duty to you know like if mcdonald's if yeah if mcdonald's were like well we make really nice burgers but we just do because we love making burgers really we're not i don't honestly just if you just come in and try them really we're not gonna no you know honestly you don't have to pay anything it wouldn't be it would be it's our i'm not saying it's our duty to be like megalomaniac millionaires like I'm going to take over the violin world and knock all the other violins. We don't have to take over. But it is our duty to sustain ourselves with something we call our careers. Otherwise, it's not a career and we need to work somewhere else. So that was such a wonderful phrase that artists need to drop their disdain for marketing and sales. In my various studies, you know me, I'm so, like, you know, when I'm listening to a podcast about the Persian Empire, I go right into it, learn all about it. When, I, when I'm when i watching Game of Thrones, thorough, I'm very thorough in my research, but yeah. So I've got really into the idea of marketing sales, and when I look into marketing sales, I, I again, I always have to do stuff that's true to myself, whether it's exercise, whether it's music, I can't be a fraud in anything I do. So a lot of videos I watched was really like giving you lines to sell, sort of like just say this and just say this, and they're, 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 it sounded less like a business and more like a hit, or, or like, um, like being, you know, like um, in a hustle, where you got the mark that's it i don't know the word it's not a hit that's killing someone isn't it it's like a mark you know they're the mark i don't i don't like that but learning the confidence to sell your product is very very important um and the psychiatrist was or psychologist i don't know i don't know many words <laughs> that he um he spoke about like art is an incredibly hard or any art or entertainment it's an incredibly hard business to make succeed anyway so if you add to it on top a layer of disdain for selling then it's almost impossible to make people also do not need they don't need our product or service so it's a hard one to sell anyway people have a little bit of disdain for it like mm, i'm kind of you know it's a pandemic just want to get my food and survive so it is a hard sell anyway and if you're disdainful of it then it's never going to work so my podcast today is about the importance of art i cannot say this enough the importance of us in this time to start thinking of marketing sales but to do it in a truthful and honest way to yourself. Um, 
do do not come across cheesy don't don't just learn other people's lines and everything but from watching research find ways to market and sell and i would think and i do think direct sell is a complete option to us at the moment we are very scared as artists to direct sell and what i mean by direct sell is reach out and personally invite someone to your concert or personally invite someone to your um new music and i think it's also important to mix that mix in yourselves with not just being silly because that is true to yourself as well and and if you go from someone who was so nice and chatting with everyone on social media to suddenly just sell 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 i think that's not very nice you've still got to be yourself if if your main content is just being really friendly and nice and showing your love of the art you can't flip your whole online presence around to like this sales machine that's not going to work so continue to be yourself but have a confidence to sell once in a while your product and the options i say that are out there would be obviously i think most people know about mailing list and many people now know about making like online flyers and stuff like that but i think reaching out is a big option um i reach out to people occasionally and say would you like to come to a concert the people i reach out to i don't spam with the same written message to everyone um but people who perhaps are very interested in my music who are very very interested in it i will reach out and say hey this virtual concert especially i had um you know if there's a specific event that i think they're interested in like it's um you know a certain culture that they're into or a certain theme that i know they really like 60s theme i've done recently oh you know, hey did you know this one's going on it's not a bad idea also um I would say I I learn a lot actually from I've started since watching a lot of um those online videos I've started to learn a lot from huge businesses um like McDonald's and not I watched a McDonald's documentary recently sorry guys it was about McDonald's versus Burger King and like the whole from start to from the beginning of when they started all the way through and their rivalry but with McDonald's, you will find they don't hard sell a lot. Um, they continue to be that friendly community face. Um, but within it, then occasionally there is a hard sell. So I think that is very important. I, I really don't think you have to... be 24 7 on social media or emailing your followers with sell 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 but i think it is very important to continue to build your relationship you often have a huge relationship with these people continue to build your relationship with with and i was like what were to describe the people you're talking to i use the word audience a lot because it's somewhere in between i don't like the word fans 
I sometimes use it because I think that's the word used, but I don't like the word fans. It comes closer to friendship, doesn't it, in the end? We're friends, really. People that have been following you for six months, two years, five years, ten years, who private message you, chat, you send each other pictures of, like, the snow or a sunset or something like that, and they're listening to your music. There is a working relationship because you are the one providing a service and they are the one using a service but it it becomes more of a friendship and again for artists you then like so sometimes artists can beat themselves up about that like oh i i should be less friendly i i should be more professional and just keep it selling 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 but i would compare us to like the local corner shop in my village i'm thinking village life here but in my village life i use the local corner shop which is overpriced purely because all the people in there I love I love all the staff and know them all by name we follow each other on social media and so there's nothing wrong as a small business and indie artists perhaps should think of themselves as a small business of having a friendship with in quotations clients you do become friendly the local bakers my my soap shop bath and bliss product placement once again um I love her she's so lovely and um I went I went and bought her products, first of all, and I loved her products, and I go back because I love her products, but also, I do go back because she's a really nice lady, so, yeah, that's why I often use audience, it's kind of like customer, isn't it, um, but it's a friendship, I think fans, I hate that word, because there's like a hierarchy to it, isn't it, it's almost like minions, I, it's, I don't really like that, but yeah, I would love... I hope, I think there's quite a lot of people listening to this podcast now, which I'm shocked about, especially in Malaysia and Jamaica. So, hi guys, I'm sorry I can't speak Malaysian. Um, I would give Jamaican a go because I, I really enjoyed the language, but I think it would just sound wrong coming from me. Oh, also, I can't speak Jamaican, but I would probably try to read it from a script. But hi guys in your countries. But yeah, I'd love to hear from artists, because I know quite a few artists listen to this, but keep very shy. I think we should be less shy artists. I think we should bring things out in the open a lot more. Um, but let me know about your thoughts on selling, because the number one conversations I've had with artists through this pandemic is the worry about selling, the worry of being seen. Uh, perhaps the word disdain's wrong. It's more of a worry of being seen as selling. And it takes it away from what you actually do, which is create. But can't we be both? Let's look at other careers. Let's take it away from the arts. The problem seems to be largely in the arts. But um, let me think of another career. Okay, here's one. Slurp on my green tea there. Um, someone who builds conservatories or extensions they have i live in essex yeah we are have you seen the tv show white gold we are the double glazing salesman of the world um if you're not in the uk google essex <laughs> um now they have no problem selling their product or service of marketing of sales of of doing face-to-face -face approaching you know reaching out 
They have no problem, these guys. At a party, someone talking about something. Oh, yeah, here's my card. Here's my card. Yeah. Oh, my. I do it in Essex accent. But, you know, I can do it for you. I can do it at this price. I can. It'll be absolutely amazing. They sell. And, and um, well, I was going to. I got to focus my mind on one subject. I was going to go to more Essex careers. But Essex. Um, yeah, the people do double glazing and conservatories. They have absolutely no problem of bigging up their service, of telling people why they want it, of I'll do you the best deal, I'll slash your price, or, you know, of selling that. Now, at the same time, do we believe that they do shoddy work? We would hope not, yeah? I'm sure there's some cowboy builders around but the, the aim of the game would be that if, you know, if you're getting a conservatory or an extension done, that it's of high quality, it's a high standard, yeah, it's great. So what we see in these guys are people who take a pride in their work, their craft. And it's no different from us. I know it's a different skill, but it is a craft. It's craftsmanship, it's creating something. And they, you want those those workmen, the business owners, to do the best quality service. They create the best quality extension that's within your budget. But at the same time, they have it all. They can create. They can take a pride in their work. They can love what they do and they can know that what they do is good. And at the same time, they have no shame or disdain in selling that. So I would say we're very similar. We should start. We should start learning from people like that. There's nothing wrong with with knowing your worth and selling it. And that's why. Um, actually, though, I think I I bang a lot, but I do really like the stage at concerts. I think they're absolutely excellent for musicians because I like the pay what you can function. Because it, 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 I think it consolidates within musicians and in particularly classical musicians this inner turmoil of earning a living yet not, not selling in, in quotations, selling out. So the pay what you can function, you can put on there a suggested price. The suggested price is what you think is reasonable for a ticket to your show. It also allows absolutely anyone to come see your show um and so you're not selling out you're not you're allowing absolutely anyone even for one penny they can come see your show you're saying what you think it's worth people of all earnings can come watch that show and you're not too, being too salesy but you can you know you can get people in to watch it's it's now you may ask me my question was well why would people pay a lot or or the asking price for a ticket when they can pay less and that is a good question i didn't understand that first of all and i can't actually say why people maybe you guys some guys listen to this come watch my shows um why do you pay i don't actually know but i would suggest that the reason they pay is a reasonable price as opposed to a penny is because there's a fairness in the system you're not conning them you're not a cowboy builder so if you're not conning them why would they con you is the first answer if you're saying i would like 
say you're asking for five pounds or ten pounds for a ticket you're absolutely saying you don't have to pay that but if you're not conning them if you're giving them a really cool show a decent show and you're not pushing them to pay you're not forcing them to pay a certain amount for a ticket you're giving them the decency and they will often give you that decency back they don't have to but they, you know they can second of all um there is an understanding that you do need to li live that you do need to subside you do need to subside that's right isn't it <laughs> you need substance um and so subsist is the word i'm looking for too much time and lockdown and so yeah they could totally give you a penny and come and watch you perform your heart out but they know that the concerts aren't going to last forever so they do need to support you there why do they get angry at people paying less than them i don't know and maybe guys you can email in and let me know you can also leave voice notes on here if you want to join in this podcast steve i'm looking at you um you can always leave a voice note but i think like there isn't and sometimes i have seen on concerts people can get a bit angry when they think people are, are asking for too much asking for too many tickets and not paying enough but generally i think people know that it makes a better concert if loads of people are there so um yeah you do get and it does genuinely work out in the future i mean i talk a lot with other musicians i won't name because they haven't asked to come on this podcast but i've spoken a lot about it about will it always work this pay what you can or anything or is it time for us to not do the bottom end and i said well it's down to you but i'm not because i would like it i think it's nice to be all inclusive the concerts but there may come a point in the future, maybe if there's far too many people in the concerts and a lot of them are spamming or whatever, that may have to raise the price. But it would be harsh because I know that a lot of people who are regularly, regular concert goers, if you raise the price, they would not be able to come along. And I do think that respect is very very handy it's shocking and it give that it does work the pay what you can on stage it but it really does work it's allowing musicians to eat and pay their bills and at the same time audiences to not break the bank to come see your concerts and it's really a lovely thing actually it gives you great faith in humanity no one's using anyone you know we're we're not doing these stage at concerts and then using the money to fund our private jet <laughs> we're we're really you know like the musicians are working and they're working hard and they are providing i would say a a legitimate service at this moment which is a vastly needed escapism and in return audiences give what they can afford and you know they're not making themselves broke it's not like a um a gym membership where you can't get out of it by the way love you jim um it is it is a fair and just system at the moment and it's kind of new and weird and not many things work like that but yeah i going kind of off topic now but again almost the end but i do believe we shouldn't be so ashamed as artists to look into marketing and sales and to sell our product in a way that anyone else who works hard and provides something people want are happy to do but let me know because i don't think many musicians have spoken this openly about that side of things and i've done it in a way that could potentially alienate 
my audience, but I don't think it will, guys, because I think what I'm saying, I'm I'm making a lot of assumptions here, but I think what I'm saying is just and fair and makes sense. And I think you guys would understand that and possibly agree. But I also could have lockdowns down syndrome where at this point I've become so used to the sound of my own voice that I believe everything I say is right. <laughs> so I'm happy to hear I'm wrong. So please tweet to me publicly or email me privately, assistant at hannahwalmer.online or you can leave a voice message or message uh text message here write a non at the end if you don't want your name read out but yeah thank you for listening and tune in next week i'm hannah warmer and you've been listening to my podcast the rosin diaries make sure you subscribe and follow on whatever platform you listen to this on as i will be uploading a new episode every thursday